what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. Uh, this is episode 17. It's kind of wild that we've been doing this for 17 weeks already. Um, thanks for tuning in. If, uh, if you're tuning in week after week, then uh, especially thank you. If not, if this is your first time, then we'll give you a quick rundown of what the show is about. We listen to punk and hardcore and punk and hardcore adjacent music that people send us. It's generally our first time hearing the release. We give our honest reaction to it. We're not critics. It's not a review show. We just talk about the music that we like. Uh, that we sometimes don't like and that we sometimes have no real honest opinion about. If uh, if what we say makes you mad, sorry, but uh, we're all adults here, so let's not take it too personally. Um, the format is we generally have 10 bands in the queue. We roll the dice, and uh, we roll some dice, and we see see what comes up. We usually get through five or six bands, listen to a song or two from each band, and uh, and just talk about it. We're, uh, yeah, we're a 30- and 40-year-old dude who, dudes who... Uh, who still really like this shit. It's, in fact, one of the only things that we still gen- genuinely like. Yeah, I think it might be the only thing I like. Well, we like uh, nerd stuff, D&D uh, and shit like that. Yeah, but I don't like it in the same way that a lot of people that like it like it. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm not a fucking idiot about it. <laughs> we can't, what's, uh, what's, what is a, a fucking idiot about it? What, is that, uh, what does that entail? Where it, it uh, becomes part of their fashion, oh, becomes word. part of their their outward expression of themselves. Sure. I like to play a fucking game. Right, right. right? Yes, fair enough. Right. So, you know, on that tip, it's something I, I kind of wanted to address because we're, uh, we're inching up towards the end of the year now. We'll be, uh, well, we're a month out from the end of the year, right? More or less. So with, with what you just mentioned, uh, you know, identity as it relates to subculture and interests and things of that nature, I, I made a, a more succinct, maybe less um, in-depth version of this point on the internet, and some people got a little bit mad about it. But with, with the, year of, uh, the, the end of the year approaching, we start to see internet year-end lists and people making their best of lists. Mm-hmm. And a phenomenon that you get to avoid because you don't exist on the internet is the fact that there are a lot of kids who very much want to make their aesthetic and their social identity centered around punk and hardcore. Which to me, honestly, especially the social aspect of it really seems like a fucking nightmare. And I wish you guys the best. And I hope that you move past that because the social aspect of hardcore is by far the worst part. Um, Mm. By far. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But so because of various factors, be it the fact that a lot of these of, of people my age have grown up on the Internet and are therefore irony poisoned and feel like they can't enjoy anything genuinely or like it's corny to enjoy anything genuinely or whether they are just aspiring normal adults who feel as if being genuinely into punk and hardcore is something they're not allowed to do, whatever the list of reasons are, you get this phenomenon where even though these people sort of identify outwardly as punk and hardcore kids for the, the social clout that accompanies that, yeah, they want to in every way posture as if they don't really care about it, right? So they make year-end lists a lot of the time, that have everything except for hardcore records on the list right. in order to appear as if they're like adult and mature. Right. Now, liking just one sort of music sucks, right? I'm in no way advocating for that. And I think some people mistook me on the internet for meaning that. What I actually mean is that it's really fucking dumb to posture as if the thing that you have centered your identity around, ostensibly, is not a thing that you actually care about or listen to or is like, corny to like 
I don't know, man. I think it's kind of cool to like things genuinely. <laughs> well, if you only like one type of music, that kind of sucks and it's weird. But if you're only going to like one type of music, you should only like classic American-style hardcore. That's true. Yes, if you have right? to pick one, right. But on the flip side of that, liking all music is mm-hmm. equally sucky. Yes, that is also true. Right. Right, yes. Like, oh, well, it's all good. No. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's not all fucking good. No. Country music, get rid of it. Go <laughs> back in time and erase its origins. <laughs> Right? See, now I like a lot of country music. Now, country music, get rid of it, right? <laughs> Slash the throats of the fucking pop stars that sing it. Drench the fucking crowd in their blood. Well, I hate contemporary country. Right? Yeah. I don't give a shit. Go back and shove Johnny Cash into a furnace <laughs> when he's three years old, right? <laughs> I don't give a shit. Hank Williams Jr., I've said before, couldn't care less if he ever existed, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. Don't give a fuck. Uh-huh. So country music's clearly not as good as hardcore. Well, no, of course not. Right? Right. It, a lot of it isn't. And if you're putting something like Bonnie Vare, mm-hmm. which, come on, it's Bon Iver. <laughs> right? Sure. It's just the, the fucking accent is there just to make it sound a little more, you know, mm-hmm. haute couture. Right. Right? <laughs> yeah. If you're putting something like that on your list, I like you about... I, I like you about as little as I can possibly like somebody. <laughs> That's a bold claim. Right? Yeah. Like, without knowing them. Right, sure. Right? Yeah, If yeah. somebody's, oh, have you heard the new Bonnie Vare? No, I haven't, because I'm not a fucking idiot. Right. <laughs> right? I have no aspirations to be some fucking normie sitting at home with my fucking wife and my beard, <laughs> sipping, you know, whiskey sours, right. and, uh, I don't know, watching t- period dramas about, you know... Fucking the old west, right? You know, yeah, or whatever the fuck people that listen to Bonnie Vare do, <laughs> right? I don't want to go sample all the chicken and waffles at every brunch joint in town, right? Right? Uh huh. Fuck off. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't live on the internet, and there's a very good reason for that. Some of it's tinfoil shit. Sure. Some of it is uh, I truly cannot find it in myself to even kind of care. Right. About keeping other people up on what I'm doing. Right. Or following what other people are doing. Right. You know? And a lot of it is, you fucking pigs don't deserve to know anything about me. <laughs> Yo, so so I just want to say last night when we talked about recording this episode, you mentioned, <laughs> you mentioned that maybe up top you were going to give a little bit of a disclaimer about how last episode... Well, see, I'm just right. You you kicked it off, right? I did. I, I haven't done my intro, my grand entrance. Right, yeah, right? okay. So just to tie it back in real quick, because you kind of, as, as you tend to do, you kind of went off on one there, which I appreciate. But my whole point with this entire thing is that, yo, it's sick to like other stuff. I put together a Spotify playlist that has all of my favorite stuff from it this year, and... You know, two-thirds of it is hardcore and punk. Well, maybe three-quarters of it is hardcore and punk. And a quarter of it's other stuff, right? I like a lot of fucking shit. A lot of shit. But to feel as if you can't just appear as if you genuinely like something, like, for whatever reason, because you think that other idiots on the internet are going to say, oh, that guy's immature because he's 35 and he still talks about hardcore. Who gives a shit, man? Hey, man, it's in the fucking, it's in the book of Genesis with hardcore. Go to college, be a man, what's the fucking deal? Right, exactly. Right, it's in the first fucking chapter of the goddamn book. Right, exactly. Right? So, yo, please, I'm begging you for your own sake, don't be that. In, in 2020, let's do better. You know what? For your own sake, just off it right now. It's all, it's all downhill from here on out. <laughs>
if you're already looking to like you know act like you know you're not as stupid as you know you think you are right um it only gets worse right it only gets worse sure Right, you never stop being a fucking idiot. I've never stopped being a fucking idiot. I hope I never life. do, I and hope I hope I never, I never do. do. Yeah, because the last goddamn thing I want is to just be an average man. Yeah, so. you know, just well, guess I'll go to work, come home, eat some meatloaf, and watch TV. Nah, fuck that. I'm not into that shit. Right. So, uh, so what's your what's your intro? So I was gonna say I'm in a pretty good mood this week. Right. <laughs> Interesting. As opposed to yes, last week. Right. Um, and uh, nothing's really changed to make me in a good mood. Uh-huh. Uh, just time has, uh, a week has passed to sort of like scab over some shit that came bubbling up last week in my private life. Right. Um, and, uh, I'm going to turn over a new leaf on this episode. <laughs> You're not off to a good start. I'm going to, I'm going to, it's, it's going to, it's all about, uh, uh, PNA. Positive Nate attitude. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, I like uh, that. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to find something good to say about everything. Really? I am. I'm gonna hold you to that. Okay. And I think I've tried this bit before, and it <laughs> failed spectacularly. Well, we tried it on a, I think on our old podcast. Okay. I think that you you tried we tried an episode where you well you yeah oh yeah and when we were watching uh what the fuck is it into the Badlands yeah beyond the Borderlands yeah or as we call it beyond the Borderlands yeah 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 well I, this see but. I can rant about Beyond the Borderlands, and I can wish for the actors of Beyond the Borderlands to have nothing but failure in their lives going forward. Right. They're never going to hear this. Right. But the poor people who we shit all over, right? <laughs> Bands like Brute Force, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Bands like No Right. Yeah. Bands like Flag Bear that I completely fucking squirted diarrhea <laughs> all over yet last year, last yeah. week. Yeah. Right? They don't deserve that. Sure. They're just out there trying to do their thing. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. I mean, I'm not going to say I necessarily thought... I, so, like, I gave Brute Force a second listen. Right. It wasn't as bad as I initially made it out to be. I uh-huh. think what I said was that was uh, boring mm-hmm. and dumb. Mm-hmm. And bullshit. Bullshit and boring is yeah, what I said. bullshit and boring, right? yes. Uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't as much bullshit, and it wasn't quite as boring as I was feeling it last week. Fair enough. So I'm going to say, yeah, I'd probably go check Brute Force out if they're playing in my hometown. Right. Right? Fair enough. And... I didn't have to get up at like for work the next day. Right. With right? The, so with a few caveats. And if I was already like making a run to Wendy's <laughs> to get a burger or something. Right? And it was on the way. But I'm saying it wasn't nearly as bad. Right. Right? Yes. So uh that's the closest you'll ever get to a, a, an apology from me. Yeah, that's that that's almost a retraction. Almost a retraction. And um it's all about it's it's all looking up from here on out. All right. Well, on that note, let's uh, let's see what we got in the queue to this this week because uh, we just took up eleven minutes of time okay. right at the top of the episode with some healthy uh, some healthy ranting. Um, so first up, we've got Chard with their release, "Prayers of Malediction." This is, I believe, a death metal sort of thrash metal band. Um, a little bit of both from the description that I received from Deerfield Beach, Florida. A lot of a lot of shit popping in Florida. There's like. There's been a resurgence uh, recently in like local scenes or in like regional scenes having like v- incredibly active, like consistent output, which yeah. is a cool thing to see again. Mm-hmm. Um, like non coastal scenes, because obviously you can always rely on the coast to push it out, but like you have like Denver is a hotbed of stuff, right. Hattiesburg is a hotbed of right. stuff, Florida is a hotbed of stuff. It's really fucking cool. Um, next up, we've got Bone Folder, which was in the queue last week, but we didn't get around to it. Our homie Will's band from Toledo, Ohio. 
um, some kind of raw D-beat stuff from what I understand. Just released a, uh, a new EP about a week and a half ago. Uh, another return from last week, Vatican. Um, like I said, I've seen a bunch of people posting about this. I think it's kind of heavy, metallic, hardcore stuff, but I have not listened to it. Then we have got Warn uh, with Total Season and the B-side Harm You. Um, this was described to me as hardcore from Pennsylvania with something to say. Oh. So we'll see, we'll see if they have something to say, I guess. They have their lyrics on the site, so if we get around to it, we'll find out. We'll find out. Then we have got Offhand with their release Dirt Dealer. This is a band from Nashville, Tennessee. Um, I think this was sent in to me by... By their label, maybe? I'll, uh, if we get around to it, I'll double check and, uh, and give some more info on that. And then we have got Blowhard with uh, Demo 19. This just came out at the end of October. This was self-submitted by the band. They describe themselves as jangly West Coast hardcore punk that do not take themselves too seriously. I enjoy that. Good, mm-hmm. solid self-description. Then we have got a returning contender, Tortured Skull. Okay. Uh, we listened to their stuff before. Um, kind of like Sodom-esque, yeah. crusty stuff. We liked it. They have two new tracks that they sent in. Okay. Um, so if we get around to that, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of stoked to hear that because I really liked the uh, the earlier stuff that they sent in. Then we have got the new uh, Simulacra release on Plead Your Case Records out of Florida. This is something that uh, three or four people have sent over our way and told us to, to check out. Um, they said it's, it's hardcore airing on the metallic end of things, but uh, especially good, stand out. From, from the amount of people that I've seen posting about it, I hope that is the case. Then we have got the band Controller. Um, this is a band from Allentown, Pennsylvania. Don't know anything about it. Was submitted by somebody who sent in a couple bands. I'm not sure if they're a friend of the band or just a fan. And then last, we have got the band Cartridge with their uh, release Overleva. I believe that's how you pronounce it. I'm not entirely sure. They just dropped this on uh, November 30th, so it just came out a couple days ago. Uh, this is a band from Boston, and Meyer from the band Moist Boy sent this over. He usually sends over stuff that we like, so this might, uh, you know, this could likely be no exception to that. Okay. So on that, let's go ahead and roll the dice to see what's up first. All righty, here we go. Four. All right. Four is Warn with Total Disease and their B-side Harm You. It is warnhardcore.bandcamp.com. I imagine since this is just a two-song single, we can just go ahead and listen to the A-side of it. I say A-side, but again, I'm not really entirely sure that this has a physical release. Um, let me see. Yeah, it does. So this is actually just was released on Popwig Records uh, as a 7-inch, I believe. Um, Popwig also recently put out the uh, that Odd Man Out record, uh, the newest Odd Man Out, the newest Firewalker. They put out that new uh, Big Bite, which I actually just listened to a couple weeks ago and, and made my my albums of the year list. So. Well, I just got both of those records, that Odd Man Out and that Big Bite from Pop Popwig. Oh, dope. They just arrived like last week, so. Sick. So yeah, so this, uh, that gives me a little bit of, uh, that gives me a little bit of faith that this this might be rad because I, I typically trust Popwig's output. So uh, so yeah, do we just want to listen, go ahead and listen to the uh, the first song on, uh, on here? Might as well. All right, so we are going to listen to the song Total Disease by Warren off of their 7-inch of the same name. Yeah. 
just heard the song Total Disease by the band Warren. Nate? That was okay. Mm-hmm. Well-produced, burly, D-beat sound and hardcore. Right. Um, lyrically, pretty much how I feel every single day. <laughs> sure, yeah. Right? Right. Um, I, I hate this goddamn hell world <laughs> that we build around ourselves and then insist that that's the only way that it can be. Right. Right? I hate it. I hate it, hate it, hate it. <laughs> um, and... Uh, but I digress. Mm-hmm. I thought it was. I thought it sounded good. Sure. The bass. I like the tone of the bass. Yep. Um, but I mean, as far as the song was concerned, musically and everything, it's fine. I wasn't like super hype on it. Yeah. I thought the breakdown at the end was kind of interesting. Yeah. But my own, I, like, if this was a song that we would have written, mm-hmm. I'd have been like, "Yo, put that like somewhere halfway through the song." Right. Instead of right there at the end. I agree. Because I felt like that was just starting something new and a bit more interesting in the song. Sure, yeah. And uh, my ears didn't really prick up until I heard that part. That's kind of how I felt about it, too. Yeah, I thought that this was this was well done. It was competent. The production was good, like you said. Uh, tones were dialed in. Um, lyrically, you know, this was described as, as hardcore that's about something, I guess. You know what I mean? This is This is kind of... I mean, it's it's definitely about more than being stabbed in the back and pointing fingers and all that type of shit. So I appreciate the shit right. out of that. You know what I mean? Right. I wouldn't say it's like fiercely political, which is usually what I think of when somebody's like, "This is hardcore with a message." Well, I think it was. I think it is, but it just wasn't pointed enough right. at any one thing. Sure. And but again, that's not that's not criticism on my part. I maybe right. I think just from the description, I was maybe expecting oh, like something something that a was, lot more topical. Right. Exactly. Um, right. But lyrically, it was fine. Um, you know, resonated. I, I feel very similarly as you uh, on that subject. Um, as you have pointed out before, as I have pointed out before, there's a prevailing sort of, well, that's just how things are attitude. And the hilariously ironic part about that sentiment is that uh, they don't have to be. They don't have to be. <laughs> they don't got to be. They, they certainly don't have to be. I, I, I fucking hate that shrug. Yeah. That, that, that moral shrug that people give. Right. It sucks. It, uh, it is the worst. It, it I I, I, uh, I may have refined my demeanor and my views since mm-hmm. I was 18, but by and large, my assessment of things has not changed much since at least my early 20s. Yeah, very much the same. Um, but yeah, so uh, so lyrically it resonated, musically it was fine, but same same deal. It didn't really really catch me um, until the end. I thought that breakdown was cool. The song seemed like it, it 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 dragged on a little bit. You know what I mean? It was almost yeah. three minutes long. They repeated that first verse. They repeated right. a couple parts in there that I, I don't think necessarily needed to be revisited. This yeah, exactly. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and I think like you could have spiced it up a bit more. Like, yeah. I, I feel like you know, we've talked about last episode, yo, if all you have is one riff, right, go with it. If that riff is dope. If that riff is dope. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. nothing in that song really caught me right until I mean like I said, the bass tone stuck out to me. Yeah. The vocal delivery, you know, the guy sounded like a fucking dog. Right, yeah. Which is always a bonus. Mm-hmm. But, like, nothing caught me. There was no hook that caught me in that right. song. Yeah. Until that breakdown at the end. But then it switched up mid-breakdown. I was like, oh, what's this? Yeah. And I was like, hmm, okay, I guess. 
Yeah, so I guess I was hoping for something uh, a little bit more than what we what we got on that, just because I've seen a lot of people talk about it. I, you know, um, Popwig was putting it out, and it, so it uh, it fell a little bit short of what my expectations were, just based on what was how it was described and 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 sort of the pedigree that I typically associate with Popwig. But it wasn't bad by any stretch of the imagination. No, and you know, 10, 15 years ago, mm-hmm. I'd have been fronting a worn patch. Right, yeah, yeah. Because they were the hot new band sounding like that. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yep. And I was way into fucking a lot of that D-beat stuff in the early aughts. Sure. But uh, now, I've got a bunch of it. Right. And yep. that didn't stand out compared to a lot of the other stuff that's in that same vein. Sure. It is cool to see, like, D-beat influences. We've talked about it before, but I, it's, I like seeing D-beat influences kind of eke their way back into more straight-ahead hardcore. Because this definitely... by by no means was a D-beat song, but sort of like there is a burly, crusty right. undertone to that that like in previous years, it was sort of a never the twain shall meet situation right. with right. more straight ahead hardcore and that kind of stuff. And in, in the last few years, I've started to see that stuff collide more. Sure. And it's cool because I like both of those worlds a lot. I think it is really cool because I think sometimes, you know... It adds it adds like the, the the nastiness and some of the snarl to right. a lot of the hardcore that you like. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. Know? In the same way that like, you know, negative approach was heavily influenced by like British oi and like and like street punk and stuff like that. Right. And that's what makes it sound so fucking catchy and nasty. Right. You know. Yep. It's the same thing. Yeah. For sure. So so yeah, wasn't mad at that at that Warren stuff at all. It was uh, it was pretty good. You know, that's all I can say about it. Wasn't mad at it. Pretty good. Uh, would definitely watch them live. I would know? watch them live. They're not the reason that I'm driving to Indy. Right, for sure. Uh, if Popwig sent me the cassette as a little fucking kiss on the cheek with another order I made, I'd be stoked. Yeah, for sure. But I'm not buying that. Yeah, fair enough. That's like, a, I'm not ordering that. Yeah, that's about how I feel about it. Let's uh, let's see what's up next. All right. Seven. All right, seven is Simulacra which, as I said at the top of the episode, has come highly recommended from a few people. Um, this is on pleadyourcaserecords.bandcamp.com. It's the uh, newest release on there. Looks like a three-song, seven-inch. Um, might, I mean, since it's on Plead Your Case, I kind of assume that there is a, uh, that there is a physical release for it, but there's no immediately, immediate link to it, so I'll do some research while we're, uh, while we're listening to the songs. Again, three-song release. I assume we can just listen to the first song in here. Uh, first song is 217 second is a minute 52 last one is three minutes long okay so uh, let's just go ahead and listen to the first track on this Uh, so we're going to listen to the song Day One by Simulacra off of their EP Tales from the Fevered Subconscious Oh, my God. 
heard the song Day One, which is the first track by Simulacra off of their release Tales from the Fevered Subconscious on Plead Your Case Records. Nate? Um, I said I was going to be nice-er. Yeah, you did. Um, boy, it's really hard. <laughs> it's really hard really? having PNA when I hear something like that. I didn't expect you to hate it that much. It was boring. Yeah, sure. I, I kind of agree with that assessment. Um... There was nothing I liked about that. Nothing at all? Nothing I liked about it. Okay. Nothing. The lyrics, crybaby bullshit. Okay. About hurt feelings. Uh-huh. Get the fuck over it. How many times do we, how many times do we have to fucking go over this? <laughs> right? Uh-huh. Get the fuck over it, man. Right. Right? The fuck? Fucking go cry into your pillows sopping wet. Right? Uh-huh. And then, you know, eat some ice cream. <laughs> Feel bad about yourself and how your feelings were hurt. And apparently it was a long fucking time ago, too, because he talks about we were so young. Right. Jesus fucking Christ. You know how many times I got my nuts kicked and my fucking feelings stomped on when I was a little kid? I don't give a fuck. It made me into who I am today. Well, well, now, now some people would say that's not necessarily. Now, you're one of my best friends. I love who you are. Right. I love how you are. Yeah. Now, some people would posit, though. That's not necessarily a shining example, right? Some people would say maybe you're maladjusted. <laughs> Here's what I would say. Right. If you can't complain about where you are, uh-huh. then there's no sense complaining about where you've been. I think, and I think that's a very, that's a succinct way to put that point. It's, it's straight to the point. I agree with it. Essentially, I think that's correct. Right. right. Yes. I can't imagine being, could you imagine me not being the person I am? Because like... Mommy gave me more kisses, or maybe I actually had a girlfriend in high school and didn't just go catfishing and get drunk, right? Like at every fucking high school event, like every prom, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, could you imagine if I were just a well adjusted person, right? We wouldn't be friends, we wouldn't be friends, right? Yeah, nothing would fucking work out the way it does, right? Right, yes, that doesn't mean I don't have. I don't, I don't I don't hold certain people in especially low esteem. Right, sure. But I ain't crying about it. Right. Yes. I mean, we've talked about it before, right? Like I I uh I try to be fairly understanding of of people's backgrounds and their trauma and and especially in the instance of lyrics where I don't know precisely what somebody's talking about. Um, you know, maybe there are perfectly well, I'm sure there are perfectly valid complaints here, right? Probably. But I think the point that you're you're trying to make uh is that there's no constructive way to dwell on that shit, right? No, especially like, not in this format. Right, yeah. Like, no, not at all. I mean, I get it. It's cathartic, and I've talked about it before, and sure. I'm a, a little bit more understanding of this type of shit, but 
I don't like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't like it. And frankly, you know what I mean? I had not to get personal shit too involved in, in it, but I had a, a fairly adverse upbringing. You know what yeah. I mean? I saw a lot of shit kids probably shouldn't see, et cetera, et cetera. I'm fucking fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, again, yeah, I hold on to some, some resentments here and there. They exist, right? But like, I really like the person I am. I really like my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I can't imagine how much it would suck to just be like cranking away at a nine to five and right. be like, I don't know, if being well adjusted entails what I see the vast majority of people doing. I, I count me out. I'm fucking glad I'm not well adjusted, man. Because that shit looks like a fucking mask that could slip at any goddamn <laughs> right. time. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that shit looks really shitty. So so I, I more or less agree with, with your point here, which here, is... Here's the best thing I can say. Just yeah, to finish up. Okay. Because I'm not going to bag all over Simulacra right. and how shitty their music was uh-huh. and how stupid their fucking lyrics were. <laughs> Right, and how boring it was. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lean into that too much. Okay. Okay. I'm not gonna lean into the fact that I thought I think it's fucking dumb that they spell their name with a K. Right. Uh huh. Come on. Come on. <laughs> right. Uh huh. What What is this? 2001. Are you on psychopathic records in 2001? Right. But you're not gonna lean into that. I'm not gonna lean into that. Uh-huh. I'm gonna say that the artwork's pretty decent. It is. Yeah, I like it, the artwork. It, it looks like uh, you know. It reminds me of uh, Altars of Madness. Sure. Which, classic death metal cover. It is, yep. Right? So, uh, hey, pretty cool artwork. <laughs> so I don't think I dislike this as much as you, but I, I, I sure I sure as hell didn't love it. Um, and I'd just like to point out real quick, too, that like it might be the case, well, it's definitely the case, that our listenership is large enough now. It's not huge by any stretch of the imagination, but it's large enough that there are plenty of people who listen to this who have no idea what you or I look like, who have no context for our personal lives, right? It's extended past the point where it's like acquaintances or and shit like that. Okay, so, I'll take your word for it. Yes, so because of that, I think it, it could be possible for listeners to get an idea of the people that you, are, you and I are and what our tastes are based on the very small exposure that they have to us, the hour just, and a half a week. Just like I made a complete castigation of simulacra from one song right and called them a bunch of fucking crybabies right people are going to do the same thing to us right and that's totally fine but the thing i'd like to point out is that like your your taste and my taste diverge in a lot of like they 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 overlap significantly but there are a lot of significant divergences right and so like a lot of the time like you'll you'll go off about like hoodie hardcore and all this shit i just want to point out i'm wearing a hate i was gonna say the same thing You're, you're wearing a hate breed hoodie I'm wearing a 15-year-old Caustic Christ shirt. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm wearing a Hatebreed hoodie. I have a, a Hatebreed face tattoo. Right. Right? I have Hatebreed hand... I have more than one Hatebreed tattoo. Yeah. I have a terror neck tattoo, right? So, and I would have a hard time identifying a Hatebreed song. Right. Unless right. it was like something very early on. You know what I mean? Unless it right, was right. like one of their so like cornerstone songs. Right, sure. Right? Because I don't give a shit about that band. Fair enough. And I wish the, Jamie Josta would have lost a bit more than the fucking thumb. <laughs> you know <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, I don't wish that. I don't yeah. even fucking know him. Right. He seems all right. Yeah, yeah. He just writes shitty music. Yeah, well, again, Hatebreed, one of my favorite fucking bands. Um, so I just would like to point out, again, that, like, our tastes are not necessarily concurrent. You know what I mean? Like, they, they diverge pretty wildly in some significant areas. So 
if you ever get the feeling that, you know, Nate and I are always agreeing on stuff because we have the exact same taste, it's not true. And, and again, in, in the sense that like, you know, people take this shit personally because they get ideas about who we are or whatever. A lot of the time, the shit that he's talking or the shit that I'm talking directly applies to the person that is sitting across from yeah. us. We're still fucking friends, yeah. right? So when I say that I don't love this uh, simulacra stuff, it's not because it's not to my taste. I got a hate breed face tattoo. It's to my taste. It just didn't do a lot for me. You know what I mean? It, it's, And again, like I don't like a lot of shit that's in the hate breed realm or the terror realm or the heavier hardcore realm. I like a fair amount of it. You know what I'm saying? It just takes a lot at this age, at 30 years old, for it to really catch me and move me. And this didn't quite get there for me. Um, I thought the breakdowns were fun. They weren't amazing. The only part of the song that like caught me and had my head bobbing was when they picked it up into that kind of two-step part right before that last breakdown. That was good. Um, good riff. I can say they didn't overstay their welcome. The song was just two minutes long. If you're going to do this style of music, get in, get out. I appreciate that. I respect it. Um, I don't have anything terrible to say about this. I just don't have anything like incredible to say about it either. I would oh, yeah. not. I would not put this on like ever. I, ever. You know what I'm saying? I ever. wouldn't. I wouldn't be. If I heard it in someone's car, I wouldn't be like, "Yo, turn this shit off." But I'd just be like, I wouldn't ask about it either. You know? If what I'm they saying? played a show I was at, right? Yeah. I wouldn't go to see them specifically. Sure. I'd watch half their set just to watch the fucking idiot fanboys, uh-huh. you know, wreck each other over it. Sure. Right? Because they gotta get their fucking feelings out on the <laughs> dance floor. Uh, you bunch of fucking sallies. <laughs> and then uh, and then I'd leave. Yeah. I'd fucking go to the corner store and get something to drink. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hope this, they're done playing by the time I get back. Yeah, this is probably a partial set watch for me, too. Um, unless unless they really bring it live, which is entirely possible. Sometimes this stuff goes off it, live. It could. You know what it I mean? It could. Uh, sometimes bands like this go off live way more than they do on record for me, and and I appreciate that. But yeah, I don't I don't really have much else to say about it because I'm, uh, I'm not upset that this exists, but... Like I said, if I heard it and I didn't know what it was, I wouldn't ask what it is. Here's here's the only way that I think I'd watch them live for the uh-huh. whole set. Okay. Is if they actually really suck live. Well, that would be fun. Yeah, yeah that, that, that would be fun. Would be fun. Right, 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 right. Yeah. If it was just fucking sour notes and out-of-tune <laughs> guitars the whole time and, yeah. like, unsteady tempos and everything. Sure. Now, that would be fun. Now, we're not saying that's the case. Stumbling through the fucking kick drums on the breakdowns. Right. Yeah. But if it were the case, yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, that's a lot of fun. I hope that you guys don't sound like that live. I hope that you got it together and tight and kids go off. But if you do sound shitty, might watch your whole set. Yeah. On that note, let's see what's up next. Okay. Eight. All right. Eight is Cartridge. The Bandcamp is cartridgepunk.bandcamp.com. The release is uh, Overleva. I believe that's how you pronounce it. I have no fucking idea. Um, This is a four-song release that came out a couple days ago on November 30th. Boston band. I know pretty much nothing about it other than the fact that Meyer sent it to me. And like I said, uh, up top, I typically trust his taste on shit. Um, The songs are really fucking short. Like, we could listen to this whole release uh, easily. The song, there's four songs, 39 seconds, 43 seconds, 37 seconds, 39 seconds. Yeah, boy. Let's, let's, do you just want to listen to all four of these songs? Let's just go. And We've done it before, and we'll, we'll call it when we feel like, if, it's, if, if we call it beforehand, we do, and if not, we'll just let it go. All right, fair enough. So we are going to listen to is, uh, an as-of-yet undetermined amount of songs by Cartridge, Cartridge off of their release, Overleva.
right. We just heard the band Cartridge from Boston, and uh, that that release is pronounced Overleva based on the lyrics of that last song, which are Overleva. Yeah. Uh, many, many times. Yeah. Overleva, over and over. Right. Um, Nate, go ahead and kick it off. So this is more in my lane than the other two things we heard tonight. Mm-hmm. That said, it's middling yeah. of that type. Hold on, I got a cough. <coughs> my head is full of fluid and goop right now. Yeah. And I was told to try not to choke on my mucus directly into the microphone because it's very off-putting to listeners. It is. I, I And as I said, I go through and, and edit a lot of those out. And I've told you that I live in a real man's body, <laughs> right? With you trillions do. of cells doing their things. <laughs> and some of those things is produce fluids that I must swallow or, um, you know, extricate from my oral cavity. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Um, anyway, back to back to cartridge. This is more on my lane than the other two bands that we heard tonight. Yeah. Um, short to the point. We talked about DB influence on modern hardcore. Well, this was heavily. This is like basically. This just is D-beat. This just is D beat. Right. I mean, this is owes everything to Discharge. Right. Yes. I mean, the song structure. The songs were shorter than your average Discharge song, mm-hmm. but the song structure was the same. One or two parts. And very limited lyrics, very limited repetitious lyrics about war and stuff like that. Yep. Um, I generally like stuff like this more than I like hate breed. Right. This is much more in my lane, but this is sort of middling. Yeah. Um, that guitar tone, I don't know if it was our speaker um, or what, like you said, like our system, but man, that guitar tone was, as you said, blown out in all the wrong ways. Yeah. It, it, I think, you know, the, the chainsaw, blown out ripping chainsaw. Mm-hmm. Um, but that sounded like a toy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You the, know? the mix was not great on you it. Know? I, I think that this band, this band would be probably pretty fun to see live because they keep it so short. Sure, yeah. Play a ten minute song set with like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm into it. Sure, yeah. And rip it. Mm-hmm. I like the the artwork's pretty fucking standard World War II. Looks like there's a Panzer tank or some shit and a bunch of fucking assholes behind it. Yep. Um, you know, waving. I think one of them's waving or he's getting shot. One of the two. So you know. It's your t- it's your standard D beat dressed up in uh, bullets and warfare, right? Right. Talking about the horrors of war while glorifying it on their package, <laughs> right? Yes. Um, yeah. This is I don't know. This didn't do a ton for me, like format wise, as you said. Definitely in my lane. Uh, I love Discharge. I love all of the Japanese Burning Spirits bands. I mean, I love all of the UK eighty two stuff. I like yeah. Verrukers and all yeah. that type of shit, right? But uh, but yeah, this is just, it's it's 2019, almost 2020. If you're going to come at me with some D-beat, like straight D-beat, I need a little bit more from you from, right. than this. You I know mean, what I mean? I mean, this is only their second release as far, so far as I can tell. Sure. So stick with it and maybe get better. The thing is, though, that I think like this is the sort of stuff that wears out to its welcome really quickly. Really fast, man. Like yeah. you need to fucking hit the nail on the head out the gate yeah. and yeah. rip it. This isn't something that you grow into. No, it's not. That's the thing. And and again, we've talked about this with other bands before. You know, if I saw this band even a decade ago, I might feel a little a little bit differently about it. But it's just there are so many good bands that are incorporating DB heavily into their sound and Loose Nukes and Warthog and like all of that shit. You uh, Unix, like fucking. There are just there are an endless amount of bands that are are utilizing that Discharge influence in a way that is just far more sonically engaging than this, that feels a little bit more fresh, that incorporates other elements and presents it in a way that 
wants me or that that makes me want to come back to it and revisit it. Whereas like I don't want to put this back on. I think that this suffers from I, I will say I do think the recording is what this is suffering from the most. Yeah, maybe. I think so. I think that if you had I think if you had a much like a much more vicious guitar tone. Yeah. It has stuck with me more. Sure. If, yeah, if this were if the mix on this were just beaten ass. Yeah. Yeah. If this sounded like the armor seven inch or the electric chair seven inch yeah. or, or the protocol seven inch or whatever. If it, if this were just like a bit more savage. Yeah. I would be all about it. Sure. It's funny because you know, we've talked about how hardcore is really like an egalitarian form of music. That's mm-hmm. it's that's it's broad that's why it's so broadly appealing. Right. Right. And you know, you can get away with it I mean, I don't fucking play any instruments. Sure. Right? And I love being in a hardcore band. Right. Um, you can get away with it with very little musical talent, mm-hmm. or you can get you can really pull it off if you, um, I guess, don't stray too far off the beaten path and are a really good musician. Right. Because, you know, sometimes they try to fucking glitz it up a bit too much. Sure. You know what I mean? And it's like, come on. Yeah. You know, it, this is just, it's still just fucking hardcore. Right, right. Right? Let's, let's go, Mingus. This isn't fucking... <laughs> This isn't fucking, you know, art. <laughs> right. Right? Yeah. Um, but this is a style of music that, like, like D-beat, aggressive D-beat like this, mm-hmm. I think really benefits from people that have a very strong foundation in what, they're, what they know what they're doing. I agree. And, they, they, like, you don't want to hear rough takes of it and rough, like, learning how to fly takes and shit like this. Right. You want, Like I said, you want something that just drives that fucking nail right out the gates mm-hmm. with pure savagery. Yep. And and it's also rare too for me to say like I want more song, but like these songs could have been a little bit longer with a different with another part in there well, or I something. Mean, you know we what bas- I mean, if if it wasn't for the fucking breaks between the songs, yeah. It was the same song four times. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, I just could have used more variants for like I'm never I just know for a fact I'm never going to revisit this. Yeah. Same for you if I saw this live if they if they kept the set nine ten minutes long, cool. You know, I'd Check probably buy out. that tape on on the strength of that set alone, sure. and then I'd probably never listen to it again sure. if it sounded like this. Right. You know what I mean? But I'm not mad at this because it's a format that I enjoy. So you know, hearing it didn't uh, it didn't rub me the wrong way in any in any sense. But I'm I'm never gonna put it on again either. There's so much better stuff in this lane that's out right now, and there's so much better stuff in this lane that's you know been been around for thirty years now. Right. I'm probably not going to revisit this. Right. But, hey, yo, I'm not mad at you, Cartridge. Um, it's just, uh, just ain't for me. Get a better recording next time. Yeah. I'm, I'm confident, you know, this, uh, this was competently done, so I'm confident that uh, if, you really, if you really stick to it, go a little bit harder next time, you might stick with me next right. time. You know what I mean? Right. Let's roll the dice, see what's up next. Two. Okay, two is Bone Folder. With the Kill Room demos, the Bandcamp is bonefolder666.bandcamp.com. I, I can't imagine there's another band called Bonefolder. I would imagine probably not. So here's the thing. Yeah? Is this a manila folder full of bones? Mm. Is it a folder like a Trapper Keeper with bone covers? Uh-huh. Or is it somebody folding bones? Right. It's and that's the million dollar question. I've never heard of a bone folder before in my life. Jesus Christ. Me neither. I'll have to ask Will what the fuck that means. Yeah. Um, so let's go ahead and I mean again, this is a situation where we could listen to really one one of these any, any of the three of these songs. It opens with a two minute song called Alcoholocaust. Uh, then Burn in Hell is two and a half minutes, and then the last song, Killer on the Loose, is three and a half minutes. 
Let's do Burn in Hell. Because I don't want to listen to a song. I don't want to listen to a song named Alcoholic. Uh, yeah, fuck out of my face. Alcoholicos. It's it, write a song about weed next time. Yeah, Jesus what could be Christ. fucking lamer? Yeah, write a on. song about being straight edge. Yeah, that's just as fucking stupid. Come on, well, no, it's not straight edge. It's cool as hell. Yeah, but having a song called Straight Edge of Holocaust. Oh, I'd be. Yeah, I'd want to kill myself yeah. if I saw that. Yeah. Um. So come on, Will. I love you, but let's not do that. Let's not do that anymore. Yeah. So we're gonna listen to uh, Burn in Hell by Bonefolder off of the Kill Room demos. <laughs> heard the song Burn in Hell by the band Bonefolder off of their Kill Room demos. Um, I'm going to kick it off this time. Go That's ahead. cool. Um, so I'm homies with Will from this band who plays guitar. Um, actually, Ben sings for this song, or for, sings for this band. He sings for that song, too, but he sings for all the songs, presumably. Sure. Um, we, uh, I know Ben as well, so I guess it's actually him that we should direct our ire towards with the uh, alcohol uh, cost. Okay. Um, so I would just like to say that you know, so I have homies in this band, you know, being up, being up front with that. That said, I would like to, uh, and, I, and in fact would expect a little bit more effort from you guys on the recording tip. Because I thought the song was actually fairly solid. Yeah. Burly crust stuff, right? Yeah, it's got, it's, it's, it's got a lot of fucking early metal and like thrash influence yeah, into it. It's, it's, got, it's got some riffs in there. Um, as I can see in the description, recorded raw in the Rosebud Kill Room. I ask you this. Why? 
Why was it recorded raw in the Rosebud Kill Room? Because if you would have spent $300, 400 bucks, whatever, you could have just made this sound good. They're trying to keep that spirit alive, man, that spirit of the raw, rare, you know, cult recording. I don't like it. Out there. I don't like that spirit. That that works for a very a very select few I mean, bands. Yeah, it, it, it you works know what I mean? for early Beharit. Right, sure. Uh, it works for a lot of that early first wave black metal. Hellhammer, stuff Hellhammer, like that. Hellhammer, stuff sure. like that. Right. Um, I, I appreciate the nod to the history of it. As do I. Um, but yeah, I felt like, so what this, what this strikes me as is, um, number one, musically, that sounded like a lot of fun. Sure, yeah. Looking at the last release, it was from two years ago. Mm-hmm. So, you know, these guys got other things. They're fucking grown-ass adults. Sure, of course. This is like five dudes that get together when they can and fucking rip it and have some fun. Sure. All of them know how to play their instruments. Right. Probably got other responsibilities to, 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 to tend to first. Certainly. they got, I know. Fun. I know some of them got kids and shit. Right. They got a lot going on. Right. Sounds good. I'm not as, uh, I'm not as down on the raw recording. I would like to hear this. A more with more clarity. Yeah, you know, um, I would like to hear what it actually sounds like. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right, instead of what it sounds like on a fucking you know, four channel fucking you know, little practice room recorder or something. Right. Sonically, I think that this is I like this the most. But I, I think I do agree. I would like to hear a better recording. Yeah, the artwork is uh, what appears to be a rotted bitch. <laughs> with <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> With uh, a skeleton man and a dagger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, like, again, paying homage and, and following the lineage there, right? With, like, you know, Hellhammer, Celtic Frost. You know, you could look at even, like, more modern stuff like Abigail, you know? Yeah, you could. And, you know, it all sort of has this sort of imagery that goes along with it. So staying true to the roots there. I like the idea of the cult recording, but honestly, I would like to hear a better a better sound to this. That's what I. I'm sorry. I just can't, <laughs> I just can't get over the hump there of, of the description of what appears to be a rotted bitch, which is a which is a an ins, a bit of an inside joke. Well, it doesn't need to go any further than this room. It, it doesn't. But <laughs> nonetheless, I just cannot get over that. That's what you went through. I mean, that is that it's is accurate. Exactly <laughs> what, that's exactly what the artwork is. Is exactly what the artwork is. You are 100 percent correct. Um, but yeah, so yeah, they do have other shit going on. I know for that. I know that for a fact. It's just I've seen I've seen several of Will's other bands. We've played with several of Will's other bands. Um, he typically plays in good bands and bands that I like a lot. And I don't think that this is any exception. I actually just saw people tweeting earlier about uh, seeing them play. I think last night, um, and and them ripping. You know well, what I mean? And I could see that being the case. I just I would like to hear these songs where I can discern the riffs a little bit better. And, okay, I mean? so here's the thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna. Uh I'm gonna put my words in bone folder, like speak up for for bone folder right now. Okay. Toledo's less than two hours away. Mm-hmm. We know Will. Yeah. Let's just fucking go see him. Okay. And then we can see what they sound like for real. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, until until that day comes, uh, like the riffs, like the songs. Don't expect me to buy that fucking shit. Though. Don't expect me to buy that if you're gonna if you're gonna want me to pay money for that. I want you guys to, to hit a studio and do it right. Yeah. But I would love to come see you live, and if you want to come play the house, I'd book you, because, like I said, I do like the songs, but um, or I like the song. I didn't listen to the other ones. But the recording, 
let's let's all band together and try a little harder next time. You know, time. It, it. but they come up with it. It's the Kill Room demos, right? Yeah, sure. Definitely recorded live, yeah, so it's yeah, demo say, quality. They say it up front, sure. It's I demo agree. quality. But if I say up front, hey, hey, stranger, I'm about to come up and punch you in the fucking face, it doesn't excuse it. Right. It doesn't excuse it. Right. Cool. Good, good on me for being fucking forthcoming about what I'm about to do, but it doesn't make it any more pleasurable. Fair enough. You know what I mean? So on that note, let's uh, let's roll the dice. See what's up next. I think we can knock uh, one or two more out. Uh, two, two is Vatican, with the release Soul Impulse. It is uh, VaticanVR.bandcamp.com. This is a full length. Um, Vatican is from Savannah, Georgia. Like I said, I've seen a lot of hype around this record. Um, I will say that I've seen a lot of hype around this record from people who I don't necessarily trust to enjoy the same things that I enjoy. Um, Hmm. I'm, I'm kind of going into this with a, a bit of a, a bit of a preconception in terms of I'm not necessarily expecting to like this so I just want I want to be forthcoming about that I, I really want this to sound like heartwork era carcass I just would love for it looking too. at the fucking Cause, yeah because it's got a kind of death metally logo there's spines yeah. on the front um, you know soul impulse there, there's definitely this is what I don't want it to be right I don't want it to be this new wave of like heavier metalcore bands that are reaching into death metal for imagery and pulling out the weakest parts of death metal for their riffs. Yeah. Because that's a phenomenon right now. And I appreciate that y'all are pulling from stuff that I enjoy. But, yo, if you're going to do it, just fucking do it. You know know what I'm saying? Several years ago, I went and saw Carcass in Detroit, and they played with, um, um, oh, fuck, it was some death deathcore band. Suicide Silence. Suicide Silence. A guy committed suicide. Right. Right. Did he? Yeah. Or did sure. he die in like a motorcycle accident? What's the difference? I think he, <laughs> there's a some would say a huge difference. Come on. Come on. If you're riding around on a motorcycle, you're ta- it's like you're tacitly hoping <laughs> that you're gonna get hit. I don't think that's the case at I all. I think that's the fucking case. <laughs> I mean, come on. Come on. I know for right? a fact that's not the case. It's 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 like we have a lot of friends that ride motorcycles. Are you positing that they're that there's some part of them that hopes? I, I'm positing. I'm positing. Maybe they need to reflect on it. Like you know, motorcycles are fucking dumb. Oh, I hate motorcycles. Motorcycle Don't get me culture wrong. is among the worst. Yeah, it's fucking awful. Um, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you there on you any know, level. There's I'm, nothing badass about it. The myth of the fucking Harley man. Yeah. And and the biker. Just Why would of, you want to be associated with scumbags? Yeah, they're just a bunch of racists. Right. Yeah, the whole culture. Everything fucking about it sucks. is fucking sucks. Everything right? about it sucks. And um. Straddling one, uh-huh. right? More so than doing other things, right. you are, you are, you are tempting the fates. Sure, I just wouldn't. I just wouldn't go so far as to say that they are hoping for death. I think that if they reflected deeply enough, <laughs> looked at themselves hard enough in the mirror, uh-huh. uh, they would realize it. Well, either way, that dude's fucking what's, dead. What's awaiting you? What's awaiting you if you don't fucking die in a motorcycle in your youth? Cancer, right. heart attacks, uh-huh. old age. Right. You lose your fucking loved ones. You outlive your friends. You end up fucking alone, yeah. right? Uh-huh. You end up perhaps in a squalid fucking flat with four other alcoholics in the corner of, of, of a street next to a young couple that just moved into a home that they, you know, are trying to, like, make nice, <laughs> right? Yeah. Or or you end up, you know, fucking because you, you don't have, you, your kids are like, well, fuck you. And they throw you in, you know, you got dementia or whatever. You're going to fucking die alone forgetting how to fucking swallow in an old folks home. So why wouldn't you want to fuck? I should get a motorcycle. <laughs> why, why wouldn't you want to fucking go out 
young. Yeah, it seems like you've got a flip now. You're starting to see the Fuck. appeal. Yeah, I'm a convert. Yeah, well, either way, the guy, Mitch Lucker, I think, or Luker from Suicide Silence, is dead as a doornail. He's dead as a doornail, right. but he wasn't when I saw them. <laughs> right. And I did not see them. Right, you saw I went Carcass. to see Carcass. Right. And uh, Band fucking sucks. Suicide Silence played before Carcass. Yeah. And like half the fucking audience left after they were done. Yeah. And it was at that point, they should have had fucking cars out front just like with cattle prods pushing those people <laughs> into fucking trucks, right? U-Hauls. And then they take them over the bridge to Canada, back them up to the side, and push them off. Right? Because we know who the fucking posers are at the Carcass show. Right, yeah. Anybody that's fucking ditching Carcass mm-hmm. after Suicide suicide Silence is right. done playing. Yeah. Get the fuck out. Yeah, no, I agree. That band fucking sucks. And unfortunately, there is a wave of band. There's a wave of kids that are coming of age right now that are all starting bands that grew up on that right. sort of shit. And they're getting into hardcore and good on them for that. But they're bringing the deathcore influence with them and bad on them for bad that. On, bad on, bad, <laughs> bad. <laughs> so uh, I'm hoping that that's not what this is. Yeah. Um, it looks like it could be. I, I But, you know. What do um, I know? I, the, you know, there. I see. I'm looking at the profile or the, the, you know, the 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 picture in their profile. Yeah. There's some haircuts. You know what I mean? There's all black. It's very serious core looking. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? Uh, we'll we'll just see. I don't want to come to any fucking snap judgments before I've heard a note of music. So every week, I see a dude with a haircut much like the guy in the front with the judici- judiciary shirt on. Uh huh. Um, Judiciary's a great man. Well, this kid. Every week uh-huh. is wearing a Whitechapel shirt. Yeah, right. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. And I see him every week for a particular reason that I don't need to discuss on air. Right. Right. I fuck him. <laughs> so. <laughs> what song do we want to listen to? Jesus um, Christ. Do we want to listen to the title track? It's so the opening song. I, I don't. I have a feeling there's probably some fuckery in the title track. Like some, like, yeah, like a sample or something. Yeah. This looks like a band that would open up the fucking record with a sample. Let's listen um, to the second song. I will say that track five is maybe the dumbest fucking song name I've ever seen. Color My Grave Mine. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good. Mine's not even a color. No. Well, I don't think that's what that means, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, okay, what, what song do we want to listen to? Song uh, Lake's kind of very somewhat wildly between... Why don't we do 31 Staples? 31 Staples? Yeah. Okay, because it's, it's, it's a few tracks in. It's giving yeah. the record some time to get, get its feet, get some momentum. Right. All right, cool. So we're going to listen to 31 Staples by Vatican off of their LP Soul Impulse.
heard the song 31 staples which is the third track by vatican off of their lp soul impulse nate kick it off a long time ago i remember uh when i was in college we went to me and another dude went to graffiti in pittsburgh to go see napalm death Mm -hmm. and this was like when napalm death was fucking up and putting out like actual shitty records yeah um it was the uh inside the torn apart tour right right all right don't ask me why they decided to start writing songs like that. Sure. A terrible fucking album. They might have just thought that there was an opportunity to make a little bit of money. You Maybe. Know what I mean? But come on. Yeah. Right? They Anyway, regardless. Right? Mm-hmm. There, there's, a, there's a window in Napalm Death's history where they are an objectively bad band. Yep. For whatever fucking reason. Sure. Anyway. This band called Oppressor was playing. Okay. Uh, they were one of the opening bands. And Oppressor, I believe, members went on to form Soil. Okay. I believe. It's one of those shitty fucking, like, you know, radio metal bands. Yeah, alt metal. Yeah. Right, yes. Right. And so we were uh, standing back by the sound booth, and Shane Embry happened to be standing there in the sound booth. Mm-hmm. And the guy that I was at, went to the show with, he sees him, and he leans in and goes, Hey, Shane, what do you think of these guys? And Shane goes, They suck. <laughs> and then he fucking walked away. <laughs> and that's all I have to fucking say about that shit. Yeah, fair enough. That shit sucks that shit is the fucking worst you as you put it mm-hmm. it is music for children right like I, I you know the 4chan of hardcore is like beat down fucking stuff mm-hmm. right that's like that's like toddlers right right this is this is like the fucking like 10 year olds right sure. this yeah. is these are like the sixth graders of fucking hardcore right this shit is abominable yeah and these dudes probably would have been fucking packed on the fucking moving trucks and dumped into the fucking goddamn <laughs> river during that carcass show. Right. That fateful night in Detroit. Sure. So the thing that I have to say about this, I'll just say I'll, I'll say nice things up top, which is that in an objective sense, musically speaking, performative, performance-wise, this is good. If this is your lane, this is as good as this lane gets. The production was good. The performance was good. The dudes clearly are good songwriters for what they're writing. But as I said, as you just pointed out, as I said while we were listening to it, and I say this in the least disparaging way that I can. I say this with no sort of like loaded sort of like intent behind it. I just think this is music for kids. It's music for children. It's not music for for me or for you. It's not aimed at us. That's fine. And that's fine. You know what I mean? I'm excited for a time when this type of stuff isn't the thing that's filling rooms with young kids. Right now it is, because we are on the, the wave of the, the post-deathcore wave. Um, those are the kids that are starting bands right now, and it is what it is. That shit wasn't for me when it was out. It's not for me now. You know what I mean? I'm not fucking, I'm not mad at you guys. You guys are having a good time. I've seen videos of uh, plenty of stuff in this world. It looks like everybody's going off, having a good time. That's fucking cool. 
Um, a lot of these bands that get bigger bring out smaller hardcore bands with them. Props for that. That's fucking cool. It's just that this music could not appeal to me less. You know what I mean? Like, it, it just... There were... There were and, and we've talked about it on the show before. Uh, there are a handful of, like, new metal records that have some sentimental value for me because I was a kid when they came out, the first couple Slipknot records, etc., right? I don't want that shit anywhere near hardcore. No. I, I, they're, they're not the same. They should not be viewed in the same, in the same light. They should not be processed through the same fucking lens. A lot of kids growing up now, they think that they're the same for whatever reason. Maybe just because, I, I don't know, because to an, to an outsider, the analogs are obvious between a band like Slipknot and a band like fucking, I don't know, One King Down, right? Pick Take your pick of 90s metalcore right. or whatever, right? I get it. So I get how for young kids without maybe a lot of context or historical background, the two in their mind, they're just like, these are the same. You know what I mean? I get it. They're fucking not, though. You know what I mean? And like, it's not, if this does it for you, that's cool. But this is like so far from my fucking preference. And and it's shit like this that I think really, where we really fucking show our age. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. But here's the thing. They're not going to be fucking listening and playing this shit 10 years. Yeah, they're going to grow out of this, this shit, This shit man. is ultimately fucking forgettable. Yeah, it, it fills rooms for a period of time, and it's and it's good for kids to go off to, but, like, yeah, exactly. Like, this stuff, it just doesn't... It doesn't stick around. It doesn't stand the test of time, man. It doesn't stick around. And, like, also, if this were... Again, this is not me making any sort of value judgment about what I'm about to say. I'm just saying what a, a true fact. If this were around 15 years ago... 20 years ago, it wouldn't be sharing rooms with hardcore bands. It would be sharing rooms with Spine Shank. Yeah. It would be sharing rooms with Slipknot. And ultimately, I think that's probably a compliment to these kids. So props. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You could open up a Slipknot tour. That Good for you. To me, this has very, very little to do with hardcore. Yeah. Sonically. No. Um, and, and, and certainly, the music that this is pulling from has almost nothing to do with hardcore uh, ideologically or in, in in terms of being an ethos because I assure you new metal and deathcore could not be further from hardcore at its root no no the first time I heard Slipknot was on like some fucking demo tape I got at Ides right years ago like 99 mm-hmm. and I and I and I listen you know they, they threw it in the bag right because they always used to throw like a couple you know fucking random demos in the bag sure and whatever came in you know promotional tapes right put it in the tape deck of my car listened to i think the first song Mm -hmm. and that tape was thrown out the window somewhere before morgantown west virginia on my way south out of pittsburgh right 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 like that was at no point was i ever thinking that that was anything like hardcore right exactly like it's just i don't know man like the and to me that's where the incongruence comes in with seeing these influences seep into hardcore it's just strange to me like it kind of touches back on what I was talking about at the beginning of the episode, which is this sort of weird irony poisoning and like and not being able to like things genuinely. Like I see the same sort of phenomenon with like younger kids just being like, Well, hardcore's really goofy and dumb, so whatever. So I th- That's not fucking goofy and dumb. Well, no, but that's the thing is that I think because that's the prevailing attitude, which yeah, sure it is, but like you can still like it genuinely. And it's still not nearly as goofy and dumb as almost every other thing that humanity has ever produced. Right. Right? Right. Relatively speaking, it's fucking sick. <laughs> so, but I think that attitude lends itself towards the melding of those those worlds because when when they're already like 
writing off for the because they want to be cool or whatever. Hardcore and punk as being like, no, oh, it's the same. It's the same as a bunch of motherfuckers in masks dancing around hitting kegs. No, it ain't the same, man. It's no, not it's the not. same. And I hope that I hope that age will imbue you with the wisdom to discern the differences, the significant differences between those two worlds. For right now, that's clearly not the case. You guys are executing what you aim to do incredibly well. I understand I'm not the target audience, so all I can say is I will never listen to this again. I will never watch this on purpose, but Godspeed. I hope the best for you. I hope that you get that mushroom head opening slot. Yeah, for real. Like, I hope yeah. you, I, and frankly, and I say this again with the most, with the least uh, ill intent that I can, I hope that your band gets big enough to outgrow hardcore because uh, then I won't ever, then ever I won't, have to fucking won't, hear it then again. Then I won't have to see it. Ever have yeah, to hear it again. I won't have to see it. So, yo, Vatican, I got nothing but uh, love for you, but uh, nothing but contempt for what you're doing. That's right. Uh, I think we got time for one more band. Let's roll the dice. All right. Six. All right. Six is Controller. The Bandcamp is controllerlv.bandcamp.com. This is a band from Allentown, Pennsylvania, sent in to us uh, via the email. I don't know who sent this over to us. Um, let me see here. Uh, Benjamin Stucky or Stuky. Um, dude, I interact with, yeah, I interact with this person online sometimes. Um, I don't know anything about this. Yeah, it said, he said it's um, crossover with Crust Influence. Um, they said the last two songs are their favorite on the release. So I guess we can, we can trust their, in, their, uh, I'll take their word yeah, for it. Yeah, we'll, we'll trust their word on it. Let's uh, let's listen to Change of Heart. It's the second to last song on the release. Okay. Um, so, okay, we're going to listen to Change of Heart by Controller off of their release of the same name.
right, we just heard the song Change of Heart by the band Controller off of their self-titled EP. I don't have any strong feelings about that one way or another. Yeah, me neither. Um, it wasn't great. Mm-hmm. It wasn't horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a band that um, I'd be happy to fucking put on a local show. Sure, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. And uh, let them do their thing. Be nice to see them, see what, how they progress, if they progress, whatever happens. You know what I mean? Right. I'm sure they're fine. They look like a bunch of fucking goofs. Yeah, which I, again, we've, right? it's not a disparaging remark. No, That's it's not. That, a, I, believe me, being a goof is a good thing. Yeah, 100%. And, and looking at, just looking at the pictures of them, it just looks like a bunch of fucking randos that have like overlapping tastes and generally dirty clothes yeah. decided to play music together. Which I'm into. Here's a point I'd like to make about Controller, though. Yeah. So, to the outside observer, mm-hmm. we just heard with Vatican, mm-hmm. and we were talking about like the intent of something like Slipknot. Would you consider that hardcore? Right. And Vatican is, you know, sort of in the lineage of, you know, metalcore and in the lineage of that sort of stuff. Right. Right. I, I, I have virtually no knowledge of that stuff. Of like new metal y shit. No. And deathcore and stuff. None. Right. Yes. Virtually. Because yes. I can fucking sniff a poser out a mile away. Sure. Right. Yep. Um, but, uh, we talk about intent. Mm-hmm. Now, this wasn't great. No. Right? But this is a very good example of the a difference in intent. Sonically, you might not consider this to be much different from something like Slipknot to the Outer. I mean, to you and I, it's it's a stark contrast. Right. Right? Sure. But, oh, isn't it just a bunch of fucking weirdos writing, you know, loud, angry music? It's goofy. Right. Yeah, but the intent is different. Sure. Right? Because... These guys just decided, hey, let's play some angry music and get some shit off our chest. Right. Right, as a spur-of-the-moment thing. Hardcore bands started as a bunch of dudes playing fast, a bunch of people, mostly dudes, playing fucking fast hard, fast rock and roll. Right. That just decided to write shit that was, or about shit that was pissing them off and, and write angry lyrics. Right. That's how it fucking started. It was as a reaction to the um, refinement and the sort of artistic bent that a lot of punk rock was taking at the time. Right. Right. Um Slip. So, so in some ways, you could say there's something like controller, or something like you know, even like founding, you know, bands in hardcore mm-hmm. were spur of the moment reactions. Right. Right. Slipknot doesn't just happen as a spur of the moment reaction. Sure. That's a fucking like concerted effort to come up with a thing. Right. Right. You just don't decide, hey man, let's play some fucking angry music. Oh, by the way, let's dress up like a bunch of fucking goofballs and assholes and wear clown masks and beat on these kegs. Right. And let's get like 12 of us on stage. Why the fuck not? Right. There's nothing spontaneous. There's nothing organic about that process. Not at all. And that, to me, is the difference. Yep. You know, I hear that fucking Slipknot tape, and I see where the, the, the picture of those fucking idiots wearing their clowns. What could be less scary than a bunch of fucking clowns? <laughs> yeah, right? for real. Right? Yes. Jesus Christ. And, and I see that. I, I remember looking at that, ta- that tape and going, what the fuck is this? Putting in my tape deck. Nope. One minute in, out the window it goes, because it's fucking false. Right. Right? Its intent is to be a thing. Sure. Right? These guys ain't trying to be a thing. They're just trying to get some shit off their chest. Right. I got no fucking beef with that whatsoever. No. I just didn't think it was that good. Yeah, that's that's exactly how I felt about it. I don't really need to uh, expound upon that too much. I had no, I have no negative feelings about that whatsoever. Um, it's just, you know, yeah, it just, it was, uh, it was a fine first effort. It, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. And yeah. I ain't gonna fucking shit on people. And I sure as hope. You know, it's fucking stick with it. Yeah, yeah, sure. Right. This has this has plenty of potential to get better because it was it was um, there was nothing that was like that stood out to me as like bad about this at all. Uh, the, the playing was fine, um, the songwriting was okay. You know what I mean? It this was described to me and then also described in the um, description as crossover. 
didn't really hear not any really. crossover. You not know really. what I mean? And and crust. Not I really. guess a maybe little. a little, but not not a lot. You but, know what I mean? We and we heard one song. It's like a six song release. Maybe the other songs are more crusty and crossover right. inf- infused. But what I heard was not super in that lane. Which again is fine. I don't fucking care. I'm not here to nitpick how you guys self identify. And, and and it could be that a lot of the influences that are you know these these folks are drawn from mm-hmm. are so derived. Sure. From like the origins of crust and crossover, that that's what it is. You right, know what right, I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah. It's uh. It's a copy of a copy of a copy, and then it's made into a collage. Sure. Yeah, that's entirely possible, too. Um, so, yeah, not mad at this stuff whatsoever. Um, hope you all keep doing it and, uh, and keep improving with, uh, you know, with your craft and shit because I couldn't find anything to really uh, dislike about this. It's just uh, it wasn't quite there yet for me either. Stay fucking pissed and keep writing music. Yeah, and don't, uh, and don't incorporate new metal and deathcore and, influences into your music in, ever for any reason. In any way. And I mean, I see, I see you guys. There's a dude in uh, dirty-ass overalls playing bass, it looks like. So I don't think we have to worry too much about any sort of spine shank influences see, creeping that, that, in. That's what I'm saying. Like, when I looked at him, I was like, okay, we got dirty clothes. We got just a, a fucking random collect. Like they don't have they don't a have uniform, a lo- right? No, they look like a band that I would book right. to what, open what, a local. What was a local that show. Austrian band? That did everybody look different? We reviewed a couple weeks ago. Oh shit! Um, was that Dregs? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Same thing, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Everybody just has their own thing happening, right? Right. And that speaks to a purity of intent that I always support. Yep. Um, so on that note, I think uh, I think we'll wrap it for the week on uh, on bands, and we'll get around to a few messages before we close out. Yeah, we got um, things to do. Yeah, we do have things. We got pinball to play. I will say, as I mentioned when we were uh, when we were listening to that last band, it's two weeks running where there's been there hasn't been a thing that uh, that I've loved. Yeah, but I think like I was a bit more positive. I wasn't so shitty this week. You, mm, yeah, I'm gonna have to. Well, well I'll, I'll let you know when I go back to edit. Um, I think that you weren't. So, mm, like overbearingly negative. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like you, you. A little more sunshine. There was no more sunshine. I'll I tell you that. There was, there was no more sunshine. But you did, you did take a step back and maybe, and maybe do a little bit better job of acknowledging your subjectivity and and not making sweep. And now you made a few. Let's not fucking get it twisted here. But. You did a better job of not making sort of sweeping generalizations that you claim to be objective truths when they almost certainly are not. Yeah, pretty much are. <laughs> I mean, country music's objectively fucking bad. Again, wrong. It's objectively I, bad. I love a lot of country music. A lot it, of it's very good. If uh, if you're hearing it while you're walking through fucking Walmart, mm-hmm. objectively bad. <laughs> That's not true. I've heard the fucking I've heard great songs walking through Walmart. Like what? I don't know, that fucking Spin Doctors single. Ugh. A good song. No. <laughs> it's only a good song in that it's objectively laughable and bad. No, it's not. No, it's just a good it's just a good fun song. No. Any number of fucking we ain't gonna fucking go down this tangent. Country's fine. Um let's uh, let's listen to some fucking messages real quick. Hey yo, uh first time, long time, long time, first time. First time long anyway. Uh, you guys talked a little bit about Indiana, hardcore in Indiana. Apparently there's guns involved. I don't know. Uh, I'm wondering if there's, like, uh, bands from your area from, uh, back in the day that, uh, that you feel like people don't really know about and they should, that don't get the appreciation, they don't get the, the spice they should be getting around the rest of the country, they don't get the retroactive uh, shine 
that they deserve. Uh, yeah. Just curious about that. You might have already talked about that on Patreon and I missed it. Uh, so if that's the case, uh, I'm sorry. My bad. I feel bad. All right. Okay, bye. All right, so uh, that caller asked us about the uh, sort of like the history of hardcore in Indiana, if there are any bands that uh, that we feel don't get the shine that they deserve. I feel like there are probably quite a lot. Um, actually, uh, Nate, your old band, Daisy Cutter, is, is one, of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite Indiana punk and hardcore bands of all time. Uh, Nate used to front a, uh, a power violence-esque band called Daisy Cutter. If you like, uh, if you like, crossed out and despise you and infest and shit like that, then you would like Daisy Cutter. Unfortunately, I don't think that their music is anywhere online. You can still find their seven inches on Discogs and shit like that. Um, I got, a, I got a pile of them somewhere. Yeah, sure. So fucking right into the show and we'll fucking send you one. Yeah. I mean, frankly, you know what I mean. Yeah. I, I'm sure. I think you got. I think I've seen a box of them. They're with. Yeah, they're, they're somewhere down. They're in in this very room somewhere. Word. Um, and then uh, another band that actually I was just thinking about on my way over here um, because my homie Aaron fronted the band and they were once described online by somebody as sounding, Aaron sounded like if Ed from Ed, Ed, and Eddie fronted a hardcore band, which is kind of accurate, but uh, this band Social Damage, yeah. they're one of my all-time favorite Indiana hardcore bands, um, Straight Ahead Worship, as in Worship of the Band, Straight Ahead, uh, one, of the, one of my favorite New York hardcore bands of all time. Um, and they do it justice. Same format. They covered straight ahead. They uh, they made no bones about the fact that that's what they were doing, and they did a really really fucking good job of it. They always uh, they always went off live. A ton of fun. Um, picked clean. Uh, another one of my favorite Indiana hardcore bands mm-hmm. from Indianapolis. Aaron actually played bass in that band. Uh, my homie Scott fronted that band. Um, homie Skyler played drums. Um, they were around in the mid to late aughts. Put out a, uh, the most notable thing they did, I think they put out a 7-inch with 6 feet under. Um, put out a couple tapes. Um, used to play with them here and there. Yeah. Great fucking band. Coffin Worm. Coffin Worm, yes. Coffin Worm is one of my favorite I mean, of all, all time yeah, Indiana bands. Shit was super fucking dope. Just uh, a bunch of grown-ass men that had their heads going in different directions and couldn't fucking, like, you know, keep it together. Yeah. Yeah, Coffin Worm is... Uh, it's... Trying to think of the. I mean, they were on the cusp of breaking there for a second. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They were they were ready to they were ready to bust out for sure. I mean, they were they were playing packed shows at St. Vitus and shit like that. Um, yeah. So so coffin worm. I guess I'm trying to think of the the most um, the best way to describe them. Uh, they're a metal band, not a punk or a hardcore band. Um, kind of crusty doomy stuff but like it, it's a band that like genre tags don't do a lot of justice to right you know what i mean a lot of people brought different things to the table exactly like there was a ton of influence from like like uh, a band like coffins like you could hear yes. you could hear a lot of coffins influence like, like dirgy doomy sludgy stuff but like mean and there was a lot of stuff you know even like Bands like Disfear and stuff, like mm-hmm. that really fucking burly, D-beat, metal, metallic stuff. But Coffinworm aired more on the death metal end. Right, yes. And But there was a lot of stuff around at that time that was sort of swimming in those waters. Yeah. And not just because we knew some of the dudes, do I say this, but like I felt like they stood out. Oh, yeah. They and were, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. I mean, like, lyrically, mm-hmm. fronted by, you know, one of the 
the greatest wordsmiths that ever that's ever walked Indiana soil. Straight up, no exaggeration. Yeah, shout out to Dave Britz, uh, one of my one of my best dudes of all time. Got nothing but love for the guy, and is truly a pleasure to just hear speak conversationally. Yeah, yeah. I could just listen to Dave talk about anything. Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, for real, cough worm should have been bigger. Yep. Um, that's probably on them. Yeah, probably. I'm gonna say that's squarely on them. Yeah, unfortunately, yes. That's not because no one was paying attention. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Anything um, else come to mind? I don't know because you know, like there are certain bands in Indiana that we thought were big at the time that, um, like the Dream is Dead. Sure. They were fucking good of an era. Right. Right. Early aughts, early mm-hmm. to mid aughts. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't hear a lot of bands necessarily playing a lot of that stuff today. Right. But. They were known at the time. Yeah. That's not to say that they were huge. And, and if you go back, like, in the good old days, what are the good old days? Because I didn't get here, you know, until 2000, and then I moved away in 2004, and then I moved back right. in 2009. So, you know, like, I was in and out a, a lot. But, uh, yeah, I mean, those are just some. Sure. There's a, you know. There's a handful of bands. I mean, there's there's a handful. I mean, there's actually a, a big handful of bands. That, yeah. that that's that's a subject that actually you mentioned. We we did we haven't talked about that's, it on that's, a Patreon. That's a episode. Patreon episode. That is a Patreon episode though, because like that's a thing where I would have to sit down and make a list because I could make a long fucking yeah, list. Yeah, that's man. we should do that. I mean, fucking shit, chaotic neutral. Yep. Hey, thanks for the next idea for our next Patreon episode next week. because yeah. that's gonna be it. Yeah, for sure. Good call. All right, let's see what's up next. Okay, welcome back. That was Had Your Chance with My Blood, My Family from their 2019 demo. Nate, what did you think? Didn't love it. Didn't hate it. If they play Fort Wayne, I might, I might watch a song. <laughs> was that the end of it? That was it, yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that wasn't bad. Yeah. We, we, got, we got our first uh, impersonation of us. Yeah. Pretty accurate, too. Oh, yeah. That yeah, was pretty good. Yeah. All right, shout out, to, shout out for that. I, I really that appreciate that. Yeah, that wasn't bad. <laughs> I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. It's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, uh, let's see what's up next. Yo, I really enjoy the podcast. I'm not going to talk shit because there's nothing to talk shit about. All I wanted to really say was, remember, only death is real. Have a great day. All right, so that was uh, almost without a doubt our homie Jeff. Yeah. Um, with the the if if not given away by the fact that we immediately recognize his voice, the uh, reference to Hellhammer's Messiah at the end definitely gave it away. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, we miss you a ton. Yeah, we do indeed. Uh, it was very good to hear your voice. Yeah. Um, yeah, for real. Yeah, Jeff's one of one, my one of the most solid dudes I know. Period. Straight up. And if you want to talk about the history of uh, of Indiana punk and metal and hardcore. Jeff recorded a lot of fucking bands for a minute. He and did. Played in some good bands. He played in, in some good bands. I, well, I mentioned Daisy Cutter. Um, Jeff he was actually. A drummer. Jeff played drums for Daisy Cutter. He uh, was a drummer for uh, Fort Wayne death metal band Fog, yep. who achieved some national notoriety. Indeed. Um, numerous side projects. One of his best side projects was just a solo thing he did called AIDS. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, yeah, yeah, just all around fucking solid. Yeah, Jeff is the fucking man. Thank you for calling in. It's uh, always good to hear your voice. If you ever come back to uh, if you ever come back to Fort Wayne, beyond obviously hitting us up to hang out, sit in on an episode of Demolition. and that would be a fucking ton of and, fun. And if I ever end up out in Colorado, yeah, I gotta come see you. One hundred percent. All right, let's see what's up next. Although whoever it is will not top Jeff because no, that was that was good. That's my man. 
Yo, yo, this is Blanky Palamiri Gray. I hate your guts. You always talk shit on the best beatdown band. And Nate, you don't know good beatdown. You think Mavaldo is good? Well, fuck off with that. Jorge is a cuck. And I know it. Seb is the only true badass. And we all know it as it is. Next time you talk, come out the queen. <laughs> Sorry, I'm choking on that booth blunt. It's fat as fuck. Just like your fucking mom last night. Oh, I have a new song. It's 10 things I hate about you. I'm having a mental breakdown. Someone save me. Someone save me. All right, well, we had somebody who, uh, somebody from Queens calling yeah. in who's taking umbrage with our... Uh, Is that what they sound like in Queens? That's definitely not what they sound like in Queens. I'm actually having trouble, so I don't know which part of that was... Well, I mean, the whole thing was a performance, right? But I hope not. I, well, I hope it was not, too, honestly. <laughs> but if I'm going with my gut instinct here, it seemed yeah. like that was, that was a performance, a voice. But I'm having trouble figuring out which part... Part of it was a voice because there was a speech impediment. That's right. There was also an accent. Right. And then there was also like the put, putting on airs of being like beat down mega fan. Right. I'm not sure which of right. those was was a put on. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. Um, but either way, he said that Jorge from <laughs> Jorge from Marauder is a cuck, and he knows firsthand. <laughs> <laughs> now. I can't speak to the the veracity of that claim. <laughs> I would never make such a claim about Jorge uh, well, because the I'll man could what. kill me with his bare hands. I'll tell you what I have heard. What? I have heard he's a cuck. <laughs> oh, you have? I have. <laughs> I'm not going to let you know where I heard it from. Okay. But I have heard. Sure. All right. Well, uh, again, I'm, I'm making no no truth claims in that because I, I value my life and I don't know the man, nor do I know his habits. I'm but... just going to say I recently heard he's a cuck. <laughs> okay. All right. I think we got two more messages. Let's bang them out real quick. All right. You worked really hard on that. I almost broke four fucking strings on the guitar. Fuck you for trashing us. We're fucking working our ass off. Sorry we're not playing what you like. Fucking subjecting assholes. That's why no one likes fucking hardcore punk fucking faggots anymore. They all just fucking do with their shit and then yell at other people when we try to copy them. We tried. Sorry beatdown isn't cool anymore. The only difference is that between us and you is that we would actually fucking shoot you because we're fucking cowards. <laughs> Don't bother me that I think I have a crush on Nate. <laughs> My dad said I can't be a homosexual because God would hate me. You know what? Fuck God, too. <laughs> we have a caller who was uh, who was lamenting. Yeah. Their station in life. Yeah. They admitted to a crush on Nate that unfortunately they can't act upon because their dad forbid it. Um. Yeah, I think they may have. I guess we really hurt someone's feelings <laughs> last week. <laughs> I guess. I guess we did. Yeah. You know, and for that, you know, we deeply apologize if you put your heart and soul into it and we and we tore into you. 
Yeah, try not to take it so personally. Again, they said they had bro- almost broke four strings, right, in the songs. Almost. Bro- almost <laughs> broke four strings. Now, does that mean they broke no strings but almost broke four or they broke three strings and the fourth one was ready to go? Who knows? I don't know. Who knows? Um, but we're sorry to have broken your heart. And as far as I know, Nate's about as straight as they come and he's in, in a happy partnership. So even with even with your dad's blessing, I don't think it's happening for you, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm flattered. Yeah. Uh, I think we got one more. All right. Let's wrap it up on that one. Demo listen. What's up? This is Zach from Oklahoma City. Try and keep this short because that should be at work right now. But I'm just killing time because work sucks. Anyway, long time Patreon, first time caller. Love the pod. Love the hate. Uh, love you telling everybody their band isn't as good as protocol because it's true. Uh, Gray, thank you for putting those fucking liner notes up on the Patreon episodes. I'm glad I'm the only person that looks at those. Uh, Nate, me and my wife have a beautiful marriage, and she has dope-ass insurance that I get to be on now, so fuck you. Come fight me. Oklahoma City, I'm covered. Don't give a shit. Uh, keep on killing it, y'all. Free Hong Kong. Yo, word. Shout out to uh, shout out to Zach. Thank you for uh, thank you for calling in. Thank you for the kind words, and thank you most of all for giving us money to the Patreon. That's fucking sick. And despite my previous uh, disparagement about marriage, I will say that about the only thing that is forg- forgivable with regarding it is when you cynically use it to game the system. <laughs> right? Yeah, that ain't bad. I can I can definitely get behind that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, for real, uh, genuinely, genuinely, thank you for uh, for listening and sending us money and shit. It's fucking cool. Um, if, uh, my, I have repeated fucking technical issues with this computer, which makes fucking editing and recording a bitch and a half. Um, so with, uh, we actually, yeah, well, I, I'm happy to report we have reached our first Patreon goal of $150 a month. We, we've exceeded it by a few bucks, I think. Um, so, uh, so yeah, if we, if we can sit on that money for a few months, maybe invest in, uh. And some new fucking, and some new hardware, some new software, and uh, make my life much fucking easier. Because as of right now, the process is is a bit of a bitch. We got some Patreon. Do we have any? We have we have a few new Patreon people. Yeah. So let me shout them out real quick. Um, I think we got three new ones. Um, so up top, uh, I know we have Tully, um, who is the the fellow who sent us over a bunch of suggestions for the Australian episode. Oh word! And he plays in histamine. Oh word! So shout out to him Thanks, because Tully. yeah, that fucking band rules, um, and uh, and money rules. Uh, then we have got uh, Cinepunks, which is another um, another uh, a, a podcast run by punks and hardcore dudes. Um, uh, Liam, I believe, is the name of the dude who runs it. Um, uh, full disclosure: I have not listened to it yet. It's been on my to-do list. Um, do they play Dungeons and Dragons? I don't think they do. I'm not. unlikely to listen to it. Right? Yes, yes. You only it's it's well documented that you pretty much only listen to D and D based podcasts. Um, no, I think they talk about movies and shit. Um, so it, it, it seems like it would be up my alley, frankly, but like, I just, I listen to so many fucking podcasts and now I, I'm also like working a normal day job again. I mean, only four hours a day, so it ain't a normal day job, but I can't listen to it there. And then when I get home, I typically want to do creative shit. So I'll check a, it out. I'll look. give you a report next week. Let you know if I like it or not. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. After they've given us some money, yeah. then we can go in on them. Yeah. Um, and then we got one more. We got AJ DeWook or DeWalk. I don't know how to fuck it, but you know, again, not my it, job. It's it's W D E W O L K. That's his last name. Yeah, I thought it was like Adrian Duh apostrophe D A apostrophe. That'd be sick. Walk. Yeah, no, no, no. 
That would be cooler, but no, it's AJ DeWook or DeWolk. Uh, sorry, AJ. Sorry, AJ. You're giving us five bucks a month, though. That's the important That's, thing. That, we appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, we appreciate the shit out of that. Um, so on that note, I think we'll go ahead and wrap it up for the week. I'll give you the, uh, the typical spiel. If you want to send us music, which we highly encourage, uh, shoot us an email at demolistenpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to be included in our uh, list of illustrious Patreon donors, go ahead and, and head over to patreon.com slash demolistenpodcast. And uh, if you want to talk, call and talk some shit or sing our praises, you can go ahead and call us at 260-222-8341. Um, if you do like the podcast, go ahead and, uh, you know, hit subscribe on your podcatcher of choice. Um, you know, give us a rating and a review because we've noticed a few negative, uh, ratings come in, which are, I- I'm almost certainly from bands that we said bad things about, so, fine. Yeah, which is totally okay. fine. Tell hey, I dish it out. Fucking give it to me. 100%. I ain't mad at it. But that said, the people who do like the podcast, uh, we need your we need your positive reviews even more. Because Otherwise, they're going to cancel us <laughs> off Apple Podcasts. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get canceled. That's right. So, uh, so on that note, thanks again for tuning in, and we will holler at you next week.